If you'll indulge me, I would like to, to read a couple of uh, verses that are not in your book, sorry for deviating from the pattern, uh, but very familiar words uh, from the book of Isaiah, uh, where Isaiah the prophet writes, writes this, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David uh, will be his kingdom to establish and uphold it forever with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. And the zeal of the Lord uh, will accomplish this. Um, my, my currently, my, my favorite uh, Christmas uh, incident uh, I heard of last year uh, occurred in a David Lloyd's gym. Um, and I want you to imagine the scene. Uh, it's a male changing room uh, filled with men uh, who um, are, are busy looking after themselves uh, when suddenly a telephone rings. Uh, there's a phone left unattended beside the mirror uh, and everyone stops what they're doing to look up to see who will answer the phone. Uh, and the guy pulls on his T-shirt and goes and answers the phone. And everyone in the crowded uh, changing room can hear uh, the, the young girl on the other end of the phone. Um, Hello, Daddy. Um, I'm, I'm just finishing my, my Christmas shopping, uh, and I've just seen the most beautiful set uh, of diamond earrings. Uh, they're, they're only £2,500. Uh, can, can I buy them? Please, please Daddy. Uh, and he says, go on, it's Christmas. Um, well, well. Uh, I've, I've also just seen a pair of shoes that, that are, would go so well with the earrings. They're, they're Jimmy Choo shoes, and they're only £475. Can, can I get those as well? Please, please Daddy, please. No, no problem. Sure, it's Christmas. Um, and then thirdly, she says, well, and also, just remember you, you promised to get me that uh, Louis Vuitton bag for my birthday, uh, and, and you weren't able to get it. Well, I've just seen it. And it's, it's discounted. It's now only £725. Uh, that would just complete the whole ensemble. Can I get that too? P- please, Daddy. Okay. Sure, it's Christmas. Uh, and, uh, oh, I'll see you later. See you later. Love you loads. Love you loads. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And hangs up the phone. At this point, the man turns around and sees that all the other men in the changing room uh, have stopped what they're doing, are open-mouthed in wonder and awe at the wealth and generosity of this man. Uh, and a smirk begins to come across his face, and he says, does anyone know who owns this phone? <laughs> well, I want to suggest to you that, that that girl, this might be surprising, but that girl... Uh, actually has the right idea about Christmas. So don't listen. Don't listen to all those people who tell you that Christmas is about giving. Uh, According to the Bible, uh, and the verse that we're going to look at, Christmas is actually all about 
what you can get, what you can get. Uh, so I've selected, it's a, it's a little uh, verse, it's on, your, it's on your order of service there, uh, and it's a little sentence from the Bible. Uh, it comes from uh, 1 Timothy, uh, chapter 1, uh, and uh, Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, is writing to one of his good friends, Timothy, uh, and in this little section, he's telling him about how he's become a Christian, uh, and in this little section, he says these words. This is a trustworthy saying, worthy of full acceptance, and then he says this, Jesus Christ came into the world uh, to save sinners. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And I think that one sentence gets to what is the, the, the true heart of Christmas. Uh, in that sentence, we actually get the packaging removed. We get the packaging removed from our culture, the tinsel and the turkey, uh, the parties and the presents and the puddings. All of that is just taken away. Uh, but also the, the biblical packaging is also removed. You have no angels or wise men or stars. Um, and we get here what I think is really at the very heart uh, of the Christmas message and, and why it is worth celebrating all year round. And so very briefly, I want to show you the three parts of the Christmas message, three essential ingredients if you're to understand what Christmas is all about. First, Christmas is real. Jesus Christ came. He really did come into the world. Uh, Christmas is relevant. Jesus Christ came for sinners. And Christmas is about a rescue. Jesus Christ came to save. Three ideas, very quickly. First, Christmas is real. Christmas is real. Jesus came into the world. Uh, Now, in a crowd this size, I suspect that at least some of you uh, have at some point uh, read a Jack Reacher novel, probably on holiday, probably in an airport somewhere. Um, They're phenomenally uh, popular. Over 60 million uh, copies sold worldwide. So popular, in fact, that a couple of movies have been made of the stories starring Tom Cruise. But if you're a real fan, if you're a real fan of Jack Reacher and an eagle-eyed viewer of the movies, you will spot a familiar face. Because in both movies, playing the part of a cop is Lee Child. Uh, Lee Child is actually the, the author, the creator of the characters, the creator of the world uh, of Jack Reacher. And he has written, in the movies, he has written himself into the story. And in a sense, that's what Christmas is all about, that God has written himself into our story. He is the, the writer of the whole script of this world, and he has shrunk himself down and become one of us. Um, in that little reading that I read just a few moments ago uh, from Isaiah, uh, those words were written 700 years uh, before uh, Jesus was born. Uh, And in those words, we read that uh, a king was going to come. A king was going to come from the family of David. And he would take the rule of his people, rule with peace and justice. Um, But he's going to be more than a man. He's going to be more than a man. He is going to be not only a wise counselor, but he's also going to be mighty God. And Paul is saying that person has come. Jesus Christ. Now, Christ is not Jesus' family name. It's not the name you looked up in the phone book to find Jesus' phone number. Uh, Christ is actually a job description in many ways. Jesus the Christ, Bob the Builder. Maybe more accurately, Elizabeth the Queen. You get the idea? Jesus the Christ. He is the king. He is the one promised rescuer ruler that was to come, and he is more 
than a man. He's more than a man. We've just been singing about him. Uh, Emmanuel, God with us. God shrunk himself down and became one of us in the person uh, of the Lord Jesus. And when you start to read the elements of the Christmas story uh, of angels and stars and a virgin birth, actually they all begin to make sense Because if God was to show up on the stage of human history, wouldn't you expect him to make it obvious? Wouldn't you expect him to make it clear for the whole world who it is that stepped onto the stage? Uh, And that's what he's done with these events. Um, He has made it clear and obvious, so much so that each one of the children that we know, 2,000 years later, 2,000 miles away, all know the details of this story. Uh, because God was making himself clear. God has not remained distant and aloof, uh, uncaring um, and distant and mysterious. No, he has made himself clear. He's made himself clear. Uh, He was seen by eyewitnesses who who wrote it down so that we can know the truth about the Lord Jesus. Um, In fact, uh, that's one of the reasons why we got you to, to look at the little Luke's Gospels. Um, in fact, down through the centuries, we have kept so many copies, manuscripts of what was originally written that we can know with great confidence what Luke and Mark uh, and uh, Matthew uh, and John all wrote. We can be confident. And then when we look at the details of what they actually wrote, we can be confident that what they wrote was based on eyewitness testimony. So you have very clever people today, like Professor Richard Bauckham uh, from the University of St. Andrews, a visiting professor of of history and theology at Cambridge, writing a book like this, looking at the Gospels, saying it's absolutely clear that these works were written by those who were really there and who saw it and wrote it down so that you can be confident Uh, of what really happened back then. So if you're laboring under the impression, you're here today and you're laboring under the impression that actually Christmas and the person of Jesus is a bit of a charming myth, a bit like uh, King Arthur, not based on any real facts, then can I suggest gently to you that maybe you don't know as much about Christmas or as much about the Lord Jesus as you thought. Because Paul wants you to be clear today, Christmas is real. Christ Jesus became one of us and came into our world. Christmas is real. Second, Christmas is relevant. Christmas is relevant. Christ came for sinners. Christ came for sinners. I have a prop uh, this morning or this afternoon. Who of you know this guy? Anyone? Anyone seen this guy before? Uh, The Elf on a Shelf. It's a game that's it's a bit of a sinister game, if I'm totally honest. Uh, been played by, between parents and children at the moment. So the idea is Santa can't be everywhere. Uh, and so he sent out his little helpers who sit on your shelf uh, and look at you and w- listen to what you say and watch how you behave. And every night they go back to the North Pole and report to Santa what you've said and done. Uh, and then the next morning, he's got to be in a, the little elf's got to be in a different shelf in a different part of the room, Okay. Uh, but let's play a little game just for a second. Let's just for a second. Imagine he could. Imagine he could hear what you said. Imagine he could watch what you did and report back. Suddenly this little guy doesn't look quite so sweet anymore. He looks very sinister, doesn't he? 
Because if we're all been totally honest, we know that the things we say are often untrue and unkind. Uh, We know that the things that we do are often uh, lazy or lustful. Uh, We know that the things that we think, imagine he knew what we were thinking. All those ill-wishing thoughts, angry, lustful, selfish thoughts. You see, the Bible, to describe our character, the Bible uses the word sin. It's not a very popular word today, but it really captures this idea of our addiction to selfishness. That's what, we, that's what I've just been describing. All of those things flow from our addiction to selfishness. Uh, and that's true for every single one of us. And I think when you look around at Christmas time, you can see it. You can see it. You can see it in the way nations relate to each other. Uh, you can see it in the workplace as we strive stepping on other people to get that promotion, to get ahead. And often, sadly, we see it very clearly in Christmas time. When those we claim to love the most... We're stuck with them for a week intensively uh, and we all fall out uh, because of our, 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 we self, we're selfishly squabbling because we don't get our own way. The Bible says we are addicted to selfishness. We are sinners. But sinner, sin is more than that in the Bible. Sin is this idea of rejection of God, rebelling against God. Uh, and so I came across this story. We're a bit like the citizens of Ashurst Wood. Uh, it's a little uh, village in East Sussex. And back in 2000, uh, the, the citizens of Ashurst Wood decided that they would declare their independence from the rest of the UK. Uh, they would not submit to the laws from the UK. And crucially, they would not pay taxes to the UK. Uh, and so they came up with their own charter. Uh, and they declared themselves to be the People's Republic of Ashurst Wood Nation State prawns for short, okay? And they, they had a, a, re, a retired colonel who became their Ministry of Defense. Uh, and, but very, very soon, this little uh, trial nation state fell, fell apart because they couldn't issue visas fast enough for all the postmen uh, and for all the milkmen that they needed uh, to come uh, into their town. Uh, but the truth is, we, we are all like the citizens of Ashurstwood. We'd all prefer our independence. We don't want God telling us what to do. We want to live our own way, do our own thing, please ourselves. And so naturally speaking, we have all rejected God. We live as if he's not there and doesn't matter. That's our default setting as human beings. But unlike the citizens of Ashurst Wood, the consequences for us are much more severe. Because if we consistently do that, God will ultimately respect our decision. He will ultimately say, if you want nothing to do with me, that is fine. But for all eternity, you will have nothing to do with me. And that's a devastating, uh, that's a a devastating verdict because God is the source of all goodness and all beauty and all truth and all relationships. So to be cut off from him is to be cut off from all of those things for all eternity. Paul is saying, however, the good news of Christmas is Jesus has come for sinners, for sinners, for people like you, for people like me, uh, people who are addicted to selfishness and naturally rebellious. Because thirdly, Christmas is about a rescue. Jesus Christ came to save. Jesus Christ came uh, to save. A few years ago, I came across the story of... uh, Gareth Griffins, he was 27 and from South Wales, and he was out on, while out on holiday in Florida, 
he decided he would uh, do a little bit of training and do a tandem parachute jump. Uh, and he did a tandem parachute jump with a guy called Michael Costello, who was an instructor, very well experienced, had done thousands of uh, parachute jumps. But when both of them, who were locked together, uh, jumped out of the airplane, uh, after uh, 100 feet free fall, uh, Michael Costello pulled the ripcord, uh, but nothing happened. The, the main parachute didn't open. Uh, then they pulled the, the reserve chute, and nothing happened. And so these two men are hurtling towards the ground at terminal velocity. Uh, and Michael Costello, because he was an experienced instructor, managed to maneuver himself so that he was underneath Gareth Griffiths. So when he hit the ground, Michael Costello took the full force of the impact. And the amazing thing is, after falling from thousands of feet, Gareth Griffiths survived. He survived. And what Michael Costello did was he sacrificed his life so that Gareth Griffiths could live. And ultimately, that is the, the good news of Christmas. Because that is what, exactly what the Lord Jesus has done for us. He sacrificed his life willingly, taking the penalty for all our selfishness, for all our rebellion, for all the ways that we have used and abused both God and other people. He took the full force, the full weight of the impact on the cross so that we might live, that we might have forgiveness, that we might have friendship with God, that we might have a fantastic future. Uh, and that is what the Lord Jesus came to do. That's why Christmas is worth celebrating all year round, not just uh, in December. Um, so if you're here this afternoon and you're a Christian, you're a Christian, I want to give you a slogan. The slogan, it's not, it's not unique to me. Sainsbury's came up with it first. Uh, Christmas is for sharing. Christmas is for sharing. If you're a Christian, Christmas is for sharing. Because the truth of the matter is you rub shoulders with colleagues, friends, uh, and neighbors who will never hear the true message of Christmas if you don't tell them. So the challenge is for you. Can I this year do my best to persuade people that I rub shoulders with to investigate the remarkable, amazingly wonderful claims of Christmas. Uh, could I do that? Could I pray for that? Could I, could I do that? Perhaps you're here uh, this afternoon and you're a skeptic. You think, look, this all sounds like fairy tales and wishful thinking. Well, can I challenge you? Can I challenge you, if that's what you're thinking, uh, that if you have never read a gospel all the way through as an adult... Before you dismiss this, I want to challenge you just to read it all the way through. Christmas is a brilliant time. We have a bit of, a bit of peace, a bit of a chance to do that. Uh, I'm sure Sam would allow you to take one of those wee gospels uh, away. Um, but perhaps you've just, perhaps it's just, this has raised questions for you that you, you need some more answers to. Have a look at the little purple sheet inside your order of service, which gives an idea of some of the other talks that are happening as the Bible every week is opened and explained. Some of the big objections to Christianity are handled. I commend those to you. It'd be really wonderful to see you uh, and come along to explore that. Uh, but lastly, there's maybe someone, there's maybe someone here uh, who thinks, do you know what? Uh, Lee's been speaking stuff that I've been thinking about for a long time. I feel maybe I should respond to God even right now. And so what I want to do is I want to finish my time with a, with a, a short prayer. Uh, and if you want to echo this prayer in your own heart, it's be an opportunity for you to do that. 
Uh, but if you do that, if you do echo this prayer in your heart, please tell the person you came with. That would be great. So let's, let's bow our heads and our hearts. Uh, let me use uh, a verse of a carol, uh, and I'm going to personalize it uh, and use it as a prayer. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to me, I pray. Cast out my sin and enter in and be born in me today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell, O come to me, abide with me, our Lord Emmanuel. Amen. Thank you.